How's it going, everybody? It's that time again for Talking to Titans, the official podcast of the Scottsdale Titans. I'm your host, Bobby, and I'm accompanied today by Gerard. How are you doing today, Gerard? Doing good. Glad to be back on. Yes, it's always a delight to have you, man. Always great conversation. So um, today we're introducing more players. We're trying to get as many players on as possible before season starts so everybody can get to know who's, who's playing, who to cheer for, everybody's backstory, you know, everybody's got a story, and we're just here to get those players' stories out there. Today we got another member of our backcourt in here, Mr. Tanner Waldrop. How are you doing today? Good, man. Thanks, guys, for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. So we kind of just want to start off, and why don't you give us a background of where you were born, where you grew up, where the basketball started, and we'll take it from there. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, born and raised um, in Phoenix, actually. Um, so I'm a, I'm a native here, and... Um, you know, basketball for me kind of started at a young age. My my dad and all my uncles were um, big-time Suns fans. My dad was actually a, uh, a ball boy for the Suns for a while. So, the um, you know, the basketball love runs deep in our family. Um, kind of picked the ball up probably when I was like five or six, um, kind of at the time, you know, when all kids were playing a bunch of sports at the same time. But, um, you know, I always wanted to play basketball. There's, you know, outside of front in the league, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, I went to high school out here as well in Glendale, uh, went to Mountain Ridge High School, um, then locally went to junior college at Glendale High School, or Glendale Community College, sorry, and then, um, you know, finished my college career up at, uh, Cal State San Marcos over in San Diego area, a small little D2 school, um, you know, finished up there, my playing career, got my degree, and, um, Phoenix is always home, so right when I graduated, as much as I love Southern California, I was, uh, I was ready to get back to Phoenix, be with the family, and back in the heat so so here I am now all righty all right well that's cool so um when you're playing you play high school you were you uh starting or is like was that like a big part of your everyday routine you were playing club at the time also or were you just playing high school um I actually played club baseball at the time um so I had a I was a little bit more involved in baseball um probably like seventh grade through like sophomore year of basketball um, you know, we were traveling to California and New York, kind of all over the country for baseball. And then basketball, I was just doing with the high school. And then I'd fill in on some some weekend tournaments with some teams here and there. But, um, you know, it got to a point where I kind of told my dad, like, you know, I'm spending, I think I'm spending too much time playing baseball when, you know, I really love basketball more, you know. And, um, you know, being a shorter guy, not very athletic, everybody was kind of saying the route to stay with is baseball. But, uh, you know, my dad, he was cool about it and said, you know, choose your passion, whatever you want to play, like me and mom are here to support you. So um, kind of after freshman year of baseball, actually, I stopped, at freshman year of high school, I stopped playing baseball and um, kind of focused a little bit more on basketball, played volleyball on the side, um, which was kind of cool that we had that at high school as well. But um, that's really when I started taking basketball more serious. Um, you know, I didn't make varsity until my junior year. And, um, you know, we had a new coach come in my junior year as well, which, um, I credit him and, and that staff for a lot of my development and um, the ability to get me to the college level and have a successful high school career and then um, and beyond. So that's kind of how it all started. That's really cool. And it's interesting you say that because my forte as a coach is uh, men's volleyball. I, I, okay. coach a lot, I coach a lot of men's volleyball. It's actually, I have found a great relationship between basketball players and volleyball players. And I converted many basketball players into volleyball players. And it's a great transition. I feel Absolutely. like they, they complement each other. Hundred percent. We had um, you know, after so my, my my love for volleyball came from my older sister. She was a 
a big time high school volleyball player. Like, um, you know, got recruited as a, you know, she was, she was smaller, but she was a great outside hitter, a great libero. Um, so whenever her varsity games were actually going on, me and my little sister would just go play like in the hallway or in the cafeteria or wherever we could. Exactly. And, um, you know, she had weekend tournaments that we spent all our time at. And, you know, during high school, I kind of got some of the other athletes from the basketball team, you know, to come out for volleyball, which I think helped the volleyball team. And then some of the volleyball guys who were athletes came out for basketball. So it was, you know, exactly like you said, a great transition and helped, um, you know, athletes on both sides and I think teams on both sides as well. Oh, yeah, man. I love taking some basketball players and turning them into mid blockers, man. Whew. Oh, <laughs> they got man. those hops, man. They just all that. Hey, I just need you to stand here and jump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so how did you become uh, part of the Titans? Um, so a couple, maybe about almost two months ago now, um, Coach's little sister, uh, she was at the same junior college that I was at the same time. She played on the women's um, Glendale team, and I played on the men's team. And, um, you know, just knew each other and friends through that. And then um, so a couple months back, she actually messaged me on Instagram and was like, hey, do you still play basketball? And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, like nothing serious. I just kind of played some men's leagues here and there, you know, competitive ones. And, you know, I helped coach a high school team as well. So I, I stay in shape doing that. But um, I was like, why are you asking? And she's like, oh, my uh, – my sister is a coach for, a, you know, an ABA team, Scottsdale Titans, and they're looking for guards. At first, I was kind of like, ah, eh, whatever, like, you know, it's like, I'll put you in contact with them. They'll reach out, this and that. Um, so sure enough, you know, I got in touch with D-Woods and coach, and, um, you know, they had me come out for a practice. Um, everything went well. We scrimmaged a little bit, and then they invited me back, and, um, you know, so the, the rest is history. I, I've been a part of the team since then, and, um, you know, it was one of those things I was a little hesitant on at first, um, but it's a great group of guys. Like, you know, our whole team is just, you know, one big family right now. And it's, uh, you know, we're, we're growing, we're getting better, but it's fun to be around. I look forward to our practices every Tuesday night and any scrimmages or events that we can do together. And it's just a, a great group to be around. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're definitely going to jump into that in a minute. What do you think about that, Drew? You got any questions to start them off with? Yeah. First off, going back to men's volleyball, I know when people think – Volleyball, you think of women, that's, you know, a primary women's sport. But, man, men's volleyball are some of the most athletic freaks I have ever seen in my life. 100%. Man, so my question, first question I got for you is, you said you were hesitant on joining the Titans. You obviously conquered that. You're on the team. Now what is the goal for you? Are you hoping to turn this into maybe if you play well enough, look at overseas or are you – still just just for the love of the game is a little bit more competitive than some of the men's leagues you've been playing in yeah so um you know i haven't i haven't necessarily put a um you know uh uh end goal on that i'm, I'm kind of in it for both reasons to be honest um i've never really had a true passion to go play overseas um just because i know it is a grind and it's a journey and, and not to say i'm scared of it that's definitely not you know obviously what i'm i'm hitting at here but um, you know, I'm a big family guy and I, I like to be close. Like I have four sisters and four nephews now and a, and a niece and, you know, my mom and dad, everybody's out here locally. So it's, it's nice to be home and, and close. I'm pretty much 20 minutes from everybody. If I want to go see mom, if I want to go see sisters, you know, nieces and nephews, so that's, that's a huge part of it for me. Um, you know, and then also, uh, like you said as well, um, you know, for the love of the game, like I just, you know, I, I love playing basketball and, and more importantly, I love to compete no matter what it is, almost to a fault sometimes. 
um, take things a little too serious, you know, family board games or, uh, yeah, you right. know, whatever it may be. But, um, but yeah, I just, I just love to get after it and, and keep playing the game and stay around the game and um, just kind of leave my options open from there. So. What's the transition been like, you know, from men's leagues just playing – you know, a little bit competitively to guys who some of these guys are trying to keep the dream alive and hopefully, you know, turn it into a pro contract. So you're playing against better competition. What's that transition been like for you? Yeah, it's been, a, um, you know, to the competition level is obviously greater than, than in a men's league. Like, you know, these guys are, like you said, trying to make a living playing this game and they've all played at high levels before or, you know, overseas before themselves. And, um, you know, they, they, they take it serious and they're working on their game daily and, you know, staying in shape and, um, you know, playing from, from uh, a decently high level in college and then just kind of coming back and, and playing in men's leagues. A lot of times, you know, it's a little bit easier for you. Um, you know, some men's, anybody can join a men's league. So you kind of have an edge up on experience, you're a little more skilled and the game slows down for you. But, um, you know, getting back in the swing of things here, number one is the, uh, you know, I'm in shape, but playing at, at the shape that I need to be to, to continue to press guys full court and, and run the offense and still make shots when I'm tired. Um, you know, I've never had to do that for a men's league. I can just kind of casually and coast through it and get shots off when I want. But um, so that's one thing. And then also just the speed of the game. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot faster when, when everybody's in shape and there's, there's not that one person slowing it down on a men's league or there's, you know, a couple out of shape guys that are, that are hanging around just, just for fun. Um, you know, everybody's taking it serious. Everybody's working on their bodies. They're getting in shape. They're, they're in the weight room. Um, so every, everybody can go. There's no, uh, there's no weak link out there. There's no, you know, black sheep, so to speak, that you can kind of hunt after. You got to kind of, you know, everybody's on the same level now. So it's, you got to be ready every night. All right, Bobby. All righty, So give us a little walkthrough so far. How's it been? Uh, how's practice been? And talk to us about the first couple scrimmages. Yeah, practices have been, uh, you know, I, I believe I missed one of the first couple scrimmages, but, um, you know, so far I was there for the scrimmage against Sagu and then, um, you know, the little jamboree we had a couple weeks ago. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're just getting better each week, man. It's, uh, you know, from the day that I came in to, to now, we've made, it's been night and day, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and, and I can only imagine how, how far these guys have come from, from being when they very first started. I know a lot of these guys have been, been on the team since day one. And, um, you know, every week things are getting more intense. You know, we're, we're talking trash to each other at practice. And, and it's all love, to be honest. You know, it's, it's all out of competitive nature. Um, yeah, I, was, I was about to get into it. I was, gonna, I was about to ask. Let's get a little choppy now. You know, it's always good to see. Oh, man. Finish. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, in between the lines, you know, nobody's your friend. You know, it's, uh, at the end of the day, guys are still competing for spots you know, within, within the same team. Like, obviously, we're all a team, we're all a family, everybody's, you know, on the same side. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you're still competing for a certain spot. You're competing for a job, um, you know, to, to go get another contract, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, and I think that's a healthy environment to have. It's, uh, you know, it brings the best out of everybody because it's never anything personal. Um, you know, it gets, it gets chippy. Guys are, guys are talking trash, using some language that um, – you know, might not be appropriate for a podcast like this, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's all healthy. And then, you know, at the end of the day, the the um, the competition ends, and, and everybody shakes hands and hugs each other, and um, and we move on. And I think everybody gets better from it. And it's it's been a lot like that lately, and um, I hope it continues for sure. 
Hey, man, I mean, there's no better time than now, 2020, to be learning that you need to be out there and be competitive and go fight for what you want because that's what this year has taught us <laughs> completely. If I'm... 100%, that's for sure. So uh, when you walk in the court, you still get that expansion team vibe or you get the like you get that vibe that this team's been here a while? Um, no, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's improved since I've, in the, in the short time that I've been there for sure. Um, you know, everybody's more on the same page. Guys are able to show up a little bit more. Um, you know, at the end of the day, guys still have to provide for themselves and, and make a living outside of, outside of this team, which makes it tough. Um, you know, and, and given the limited amount of time that we're practicing and, and the location is far for some guys, and some guys are working nights, some guys are working doubles. Um, you know, there, there still is that aspect, obviously. Um, but it's uh it's definitely growing and, and we're getting uh as we get closer to the season guys are more and more committed and they're making more sacrifices for each other. Um, you know, rearranging shifts at work if they need to to know, plan ahead, hey, we got a workout coming up or we got practice coming up, so let's you know, whether it be a babysitter or a you know, a shift cover, I'll work a double this night so I can practice this night and um so it's definitely been uh, you know, more professional vibe for sure. That's it, and I want to build on that a little bit because um, as a player, how much does it mean to you to see people start making this a priority? Because, you know, of course you're out there for yourself. This is still people trying to make dream happen, so you got to do whatever's within your bubble to do the best you can. But how great is it to see people making that sacrifice and how much does it motivate you to just take that extra step to be the more of a teammate? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it just gives that, that brotherly feel. Um, you know, seeing what some of the guys are doing and, and knowing what they're doing behind the scenes. And, you know, some of them are like, you know, some guys are like, hey, post, you know, post in the group chat what you're doing on your own or what you're, you know, and, and to be honest, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I feel like you put in the work in silence and the results will show. At the same time, I don't want you to, you know, hurt yourself or hurt the team by not doing what you're supposed to do just because it's not recorded or, it's, you know, it's not there. But, um, for example, Saturday morning, uh, a couple of days ago, we had a, a group workout, a hike, um, the victory steps in Grotto or whatever, whatever it's called. And, um, you know, one of our teammates has, has both of his babies and his, and his wife out there. Um, you know, toddlers I'm talking about. And he's, he's like, I'm not going to miss this workout. He's carrying his kids up the steps, you know, just a 30 minute straight up, up and down. And he's like, you know, I'm here for you guys. I'm, I'm not just going to miss it because I have my kids. And he's like, you know, I'm bringing my daughter up the stairs with me. Like, we'll go at the same pace. We'll slow it down. And we're still getting a good workout, no doubt. But um, just to show that he's making that sacrifice and um, he's fully committed is, is awesome to see. Man, that's so, that's so great to hear. And it's great to hear that that's kind of like the chemistry and the culture that's being built inside this Scottsdale Times because I think that's a great addition to the city. And I think it's just something to be expanded upon. And um, it's great to hear the, those kind of things. And hopefully we hear more of that moving forward. So um, I want to get that a little bit more. How you feeling with the coaches and everything? You like the style of play? You like the system? I do. Yeah, it's um, you know, I, I think it fits me well. Um, you know, not to sound selfish, of course, but um, you know, I think given my abilities and, and my skill set and what I um, when I'm most effective on the court is you know a lot of ball screens, a lot of free flow. Um, fast pace for sure. Um, you know, given my size, my lack of size, therefore, and um, you know, not not the best athlete in the world, but um, you know, to be able to play fast, play quick, um, come off ball screens, be deceptive, you know, get creative and get guys involved. Um, you know, it, it fits me perfect. I didn't, I didn't have that um, necessarily freedom in college, um, so it is nice to kind of, you know, expand my limits a little bit more and and 
require a little bit more responsibility. And, um, you know, uh, both coaches, um, you know, GM Woods and everybody um, have kind of not necessarily handed me the keys, but, you know, you, if you work hard and play defense, you know, and, and you bust your ass, it's, uh, you know, everybody free flows on offense. We kind of got – everybody can do a little bit of everything. It's not – they don't just put you in a box and say, you know, like, you're, you're in the corner, you're a shooter, you're – you're just a rebounder. It's, it's everybody just playing, and um, I think it brings out the most in everybody, and it, it's a fun, fun style to play. That's exciting to hear. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to get on the court and see you guys start playing and see some of this. I haven't been able to get to a scrimmage yet, but I'm hoping to get to one and start getting some live feeds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so when you're not playing basketball, what can we find you doing? Um, man, as I mentioned earlier, I – you know, I still I still stay around the game, even if um, you know I help coach a high school team, um, St. Mary's High School in downtown Phoenix. Um, actually, helped one of my former junior college coach. Um, so we, uh, you know, got a good program going over there, and I, I'm learning as a coach over there. It's, you know, something I, I, you know, I've always looked at myself as somebody who knows the game better than I can play the game. Um, unfortunately, but uh, it's nice to be around the kids and, and give back some of the knowledge that I've been able to receive. Uh, throughout my career and um, as mentioned before as well I'm, I'm a huge family guy so I'm uh, you know hanging out at my sister's house hanging out at dad's house pick my niece and nephew up on the weekend um, you know I work a lot as well I work in the restaurant industry so I um, work a lot of long nights long hours but um, you know like I said just hanging out with family watching movies like to stay active take them to the park um, you know and, and given the amount of kids and, and everybody in our family, there's there's always a birthday or some kind of a some kind of event to be gathered <laughs> yeah, at. So. Calendar. Yeah, exactly. There's always something going on. So I, I stay active for sure. You got some more questions for him, Jared? Uh Yeah. Describe your skill set and how it best helps the team. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, when it comes to on the court, um, you know, I'm a pretty decent shooter. Um, I like to get to the mid-range, kind of get in the lane, um, get to my spot, pull up mid-range, um, you know, as well as come off ball screens and, and kind of create mismatches in that aspect, um, whether it be hitting the big on the roll or the pop or, you know, finding shooters. And um, I, I like to think that I have a good feel of, of the, the flow of the game and, and who's rolling and who's going and who needs to keep touching the ball or who hasn't gotten a touch in a little while and, and needs to see the ball or touch the ball to kind of stay in the rhythm and flow of the game. Cause I think that's essential to a lot of people. Um, but also, you know, I just, uh, I feel like I, I try to set the tone from a competitive standpoint. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I love to compete, even if it's a men's league or, you know, the real deal, like this ABA Scott, Scott right. team. Um, you know, and I don't care who it's against. I don't care if we're playing another ABA team or if we're playing, you know, the Lakers. Like, I'm ready to compete. I'm ready to go at somebody. Because um, I definitely hate losing more than I love winning. So, it's, um, you know, and I think a lot of guys have fed off that. And uh, and it's brought that out in them as well. And, um, you know, I've had some talks with Coach about it. And just almost had to scale it back a little bit sometimes in, in little practice drills. And, like, you know, relax, relax. But, um <laughs> I think there's a there's a healthy, happy medium to find between the two, and um, yeah, that's a little bit about you know my skill set. For sure. Go ahead, Bobby. Alrighty, alrighty. So, um, you uh, you into basketball? You're the NBA and NFL? Not so much the NFL, to be honest. It's uh, you know, everybody tries to get me to play fantasy football, and 
you know, I, I watch the Cardinals. I, I do like the Cardinals local teams, but um, NBA, big time fan. I'm I'm tuned in every night to whatever games I can be. Um, you know, growing up was when I grew up in the Steve Nash era. Um, so that's a, a huge inspiration for me, watching the Suns, Nash, Lamar, Sotomayor. And, and that's also a similar time to when LeBron James came in the league. And, uh, you know, that's, that's my favorite player of all time. It was, you know, I think I was like nine years old. He was coming out of high school. Um, so it was like Nash and LeBron, you know, I was, every other night there's a game on, you know, they're all on national TV. So, um, you know, that kind of created my love for the NBA. And now I'm over here thinking that I'm a, I'm a GM when I play 2K or whatever it is, <laughs> thinking, of, thinking of trades and how I can make my sons better here and there. But, um, but yeah, I, I love the NBA, die hard for sure. You know, there's a, we've talked to a couple players already, and everybody's kind of thrown in that they play 2K in there. You know, I work at Dave & Buster's. I may have to rent out one of those rooms and get us a little 2K oh, turn yeah. on between the Scottsdale Titans here. Absolutely. That'd be fun. And we're going to have to we'll, – we'll, we'll, include, we'll include the whole the, the, the whole team and the whole faculty, everybody. So, everybody so there will be one 2K champion that can have the bragging rights. Exactly, because everybody thinks they're the best 2K player, no matter what. Right. So, <laughs> territory. <laughs> that'd be fun that'd be fun we'll definitely plan something so uh you said you're in the restaurant industry how do you how do you juggle that? i know coaching and in the restaurant industry i've done it since i was 18 it's it's tough you know it's kind of like you're burning the candle at, at both ends yeah for sure it's um you know between that and, and obviously trying to maintain my body as well and you know I, I like to get to the gym in the mornings and then usually midday we have you know practice the high school team obviously with covid and stuff right now things are a little bit different um, but that's obviously translated to work as well. Um, but still, um, you know, Fridays I'm I'm there still working until 3 a.m. A lot of times back at it for the brunch shift at 9 a.m. So get a couple hours of sleep, get back at it, and then um, probably go to a you know either a practice, a scrimmage, or some sort. You know, whether it's high school um, with the Titans or something, and then usually back at 6 p.m. till 3 a.m. again on Saturday nights. So the weekends are heavy, and then uh, Sundays I like to just chill. That's so one day I kind of get to, you know, we don't, we don't have high school stuff. We usually don't have Titan stuff. And um, in boss knows I like my Sundays off. So he tries to schedule me as little as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, get any, get sleep whenever I can take any, any 20 minute nap that I get the chance to, right. and, um, you know, just, just grind it out and get it done. So. For sure. For sure. And uh, a little bit more on the COVID, how to, how was that whole, situation for you how was that did you did it affect you a lot especially being in the restaurant industry i'm sure it did yeah it um you know obviously uh so my boss has two venues that are basically right next to each other and um you know a lot of the staff kind of works at both wherever wherever we're needed and it was i mean one one's primarily a nightclub you know in a bar so that was obviously a no-go that almost shut down another one's a little bit more of a fine dining restaurant and um you know, so for a while, it's just to go orders. And, um, you know, for a while, it was, it was, it was tough months, no doubt. Um, but, you know, I like to see the, the glass half full or the glass half full, um, you know, and, and take any positive out of it I can. Got a lot of, spend a lot of time with family, um, you know, bond with my sisters, my mom, my dad, nieces and nephews again. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It's an unfortunate situation that, that everybody had to experience. I, I do hope everything kind of goes back to normal soon. Um, but at the same time, you know, protect everybody and, and keep everybody safe when the time is right. But, but yeah, um, you know, I tried to work on new skills as well. I, I learned a couple things during that six, 
to eight month period, whatever it was, um, you know, mentally, physically, kind of just tried to try to stay right and sharpen myself and, um, you know, learn some, some video skills for the high school and put together mixtapes for those guys and try to help them get recruited to college and just kind of little things that keep me busy, but also, um, you know, add some skill sets here and there that, um, you know, I didn't mind doing as well. Alrighty, that's cool, man. I mean, I'm sure it was tough also because, you know, you go to a gym and all that and the gyms are closed down, so I'm sure you probably had to invent a whole bunch of stuff. But being an athlete, yeah. I'm sure you had your own little, own little plan ready going. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, we're winding down. We're running out of time here. You got anything else for him, Gerard? Um, yeah, one more question. You mentioned you grew up watching Steve Nash, LeBron's your favorite player. Are those the two guys you really try to model your game after? Man, um... I don't know that I try to model my game after them because it's hard to model your game after LeBron James, you know. Okay, I'll give you that one for sure. <laughs> Steve Nash, Steve Nash, a little bit, you know. Um, being, uh, you know, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the quickest, I'm not the the most athletic, but um, you know, playing the mental game and, and trying to see a play ahead, you know, and kind of what I mentioned earlier about, um, you know, keeping everybody involved and, and having a feel for the game of of who needs the ball and, and different guys' personalities and and kind of his leadership style. He's you know, I don't think I ever saw him get mad at a teammate. Um, you know, he, I think he even did a statistic on how many times he led the league in high fives and stuff like that. Like, just, uh, a great dude and a, and a great role model for sure. Um, you know, LeBron, obviously, take what I can from his game as far as, you know, he's the best player in the world, arguably one of the best ever, and still, you know, trusting his teammates to, to a fault sometimes and, um, something that I respect like crazy. You know, he's, he's going to trust his guys at the end of the day. You know, he's going to, um, you know, win or lose with his guys taking shots with him taking shots. And um, I think that's a huge part, especially, you know, for, you know, somebody like the Titans, like when you don't necessarily have a clear-cut best player who's got to be taking a last-second shot. Like, you got to go with the guys who got a good look and you make the extra pass and, and things like that. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely try to learn the game from them as much as I can, probably more so than model my game. Um, you know, another guy that I've always tried to model a little bit was Isaiah Thomas, just because he's, you know, kind of my size. But at the end of the day, he's a, he's still a freak of nature. Being able to score 38, 30 a game in the best league in the world at five nine is, you know, that's a once in a generation thing. So he, he is another inspiration, though, for sure. For sure. Go ahead, Bobby. All righty. Well. I got a last two-part question for you. Uh, first part, I'm all about uh, pay-it-forward kind of guy, and I feel like one of the best ways that we can pay forward is by speaking through experience, and then the listener can take it or leave it for whatever they want. So uh, what's your message to young athletes looking to pursue a career in sports, whether it be as coaching, a player, whatever in the future? Yeah, man, um, you know, for any any young kid or, or – you know, athlete out there looking to uh, pursue their career and, and push forward and, um, you know, number one, to enjoy the process because because it goes quick, that's for sure. You know, I, I just recently turned 26, so I feel super old already, and I feel like um, my high school days went quick. And, um, you know, not to have any regrets still. Uh, I know it sounds cliche and, and cheesy, but um, work as hard as you can for as long as you can, um, you know, and, and listen to your coaches. I've, I've seen some guys that that had the most potential in the world and they weren't coachable and, you know, they left a lot of things on the table, which, you know, and I think they'd regret that, um, you know, and, and also, like I mentioned before, just compete no matter what it is. If you're the best player on the team, if you're the worst player on the team, um, you know, top of the roster, bottom of the roster, just 
just compete your butt off and, you know, work as hard as you can. And you live with the results at the end of the day. You know, you give it your all and live with the results. And, um, you know, things will take care of themselves. Agreed, agreed. And then the second part of that question is uh, any kind of message you got to the organization, your team, or the Titan Nation moving forward going into the season? Yeah, man, to, uh, to Titan Nation and everybody involved, um, you know, just stick with us. We're, we're, we're working, we're grinding every day, and everybody's doing their thing, and we're getting better as a team, as a coaching staff, as an organization as a whole. Um, I think we are building something exciting, you know, an exciting brand of basketball for, for people to watch, for people to come out and, and, you know, hopefully be able to come watch us, and um, whether it's online or in person, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and just support us through the ups and downs. It's, uh, it's going to be a roller coaster. It's not going to be – you know, some games are going to be ugly and we're going to have to grind it out. Some games are going to be pretty and some games are going to be rough. But, um, you know, stick with the process and, um, you know, we hope to put a good brand of basketball out there for everybody. All righty, awesome. Well, we're, we're intrigued and we're ready and we're we're biting at the trump to see what you guys got to serve up. So uh, we appreciate you having uh, having given us the time to be on the show today, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. All righty, all righty, everybody. That was Tanner Waldrip, a guard for the Scottsdale Titans. He sounds ready, and it sounds like we're on the right path in the right direction to start this season off in the right way. Um, I want to thank you, Gerard. Thank you for being on the show tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. For sure, for sure. We're going to have a lot more conversation in the future, I'm sure. And uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, stay with us. We're going to get you more updates, especially. We got more, uh, we got more scrimmages coming up, more practices. We're going to get you some live feeds. So, Stick tuned, and we'll we'll bring it all to you. Um, much love and pay it forward, guys. See you. Thank you. Yes, sir.